anybody who's listening to this right now, if you've done any sort of speaking, if it's been two years, and chances are it might have been two years since you've spoken for a particular organization since they booked you last, reach out to them. Every couple of years, reach out to those people. I guarantee you, if, you've, if you reach out to the places that you've already been booked at in the past, if you reach out to them, they will probably take you up and rebook you. And you could have a few bookings on your calendar this afternoon. Welcome to the Become a Media Maven podcast. Today, you are hearing from Lorianne Murabito. She is a speaking strategist. And I really like this episode because this episode is for any kind of speaker, whether you're a beginner, you've done a few things, or you're like on the circuit regularly. She is going to break down how to find speaking gigs how to find the organizer, how to reach out for them, out to them, and how to get paid. Like whether you're getting paid on the front end by getting paid to speak or the back end by selling something. And then she also talks about hiring a speaking agent, what to include in your contract, even if you're not getting paid to speak, why you should have a contract, like all of the things. It's really good. I think you're really going to like this episode. I'm going to link to everything in the show notes per usual. If you have not already, please tap that subscribe button. And if you know anybody who wants to speak more, or maybe they have spoken at a local networking event, or they are a guest on podcasts, please share this episode with them because it is like full of so many good tangible takeaways, 12 to be exact. So let's get to it. Here is Lori Ann. wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Lorianne, welcome to the Become a Media Maven podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and have this conversation. I'm excited to chat with you. You are a speaking strategist. Tell me what exactly a speaking strategist does. Well, I like to help people use speaking as their best form of marketing because it builds that know, like, and trust instantly, along with positioning you as an authority. You know, too many people think that oh, I'll hire a speaking coach that's going to help me with my speaking skills. But as a strategist, I look at it as like it's a package. It's not just the speaking skills. It's also what you say. It's how you say it. It's your signature speech. I love that. And what kind of people do you help? Like, Give me some examples of some work that you've done with people before and like what their outcomes were. What their outcomes were. Oh, gosh. How, how long do we have this, this show for? <laughs> Just pick a couple <laughs> of your faves. All right. I will pick, uh, let's see. I work with um, online entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants, but also I've had several service-based um, businesses along with careerists. And when I say careerists, as a, they're using speaking to help them in their career, build their personal brand. Um, one woman uh, that I remember working with, she had just decided that she was going to conquer her fear of public speaking, told her friends that, and they were all like, really? You? You hate public speaking. You're shy. You're quiet. She came to work with me. She gave her first presentation, wasn't nervous, wasn't scared. And from there, she actually got paid to write a book, 
had an influencer write um, a big article about her and also ended up on TV along with getting speaking gigs after that. And that was all in a service-based based business as well. So that's sort of what my clients end up with. They just, they end up speaking and all of these amazing benefits that really can come from speaking, just like those doors opened for her. I love that. Okay. So I want to get into specifics on where to find speaking opportunities, how to approach decision makers so you get booked for them. So this is not for somebody learning to become a speaker, like for the first time. This is somebody they've done a few podcast interviews. Maybe they've, they've, spoken at a couple of local networking events, things like that, and they want to step it up a little bit. So what is the first step? And if you want to find more speaking opportunities, and we'll say the goal is to get more clients. Like you just, it's almost like doing a podcast interview. You want your ideal customer or client to hear you and then to come back to you and want more and maybe be the initial part of a sales conversation. That's the goal. Great. This is almost like, I feel like a, like an investigator right now. So the first thing I would tell people is, where are you already hanging out? So work in your warm market right now. What associations do you already belong to? What memberships do you currently have? If you've, you know, like if you're working one-on-one with clients, if you're working with groups, I mean, have that conversation with people about like, hey, what conferences do you attend? What associations are you a member of? A client of mine, just spoke for the first time this past weekend. And what I told her while she was there to be gathering information from the other attendees, people who might come up to her afterwards to have a conversation and just ask them like, is this the first time you've ever attended a conference like this? What other conferences have you attended? So really start with your warm market almost. Where are you like, because this is the place that people overlook. They're looking for and that like makes the, perfect sense. They're looking for the big giant conference. But let's start locally because um, if you hear like a theme with with your clients that, oh, there's this conference that a lot of people are attending, well, then that's probably going to be a great conference for you to reach out to be, because there's probably going to be more ideal clients for you there. So that's one idea. Um, and then from there, just letting people know that you are a speaker and that you're available to be speaking on this, you know, a few different topics, whatever your topics are, whatever your specialty is, and just letting people know that so that when people who might be on your email list or people who just know you in general might be eventually on like a committee for a conference, they're going to remember you. Oh, my friend, such and such, I cannot tell you how many times. I have been hired for speaking opportunities because somebody was who had seen me speak was on my email list and then eventually years down the road was on a committee and looking for a speaker on a topic that I spoke on. This is Christina, like one of the things that I say about speaking is speaking is the gift that keeps on giving. I could see that because that's how you get introduced to so many people. So that makes so much sense. Yeah. Now, once you do all of that, how do you find the right person to reach out to who would book you? And once you find them, how do you reach out? First, we, we do have to find who the decision makers are. And that usually comes from looking at people's titles. So you're looking for like 
program coordinator, education, um, meeting planners, conference organizers. Uh, there's so many different titles that are out there. So what I tell people is you found a conference or even an association. So let's use the association because this is this example is going to work really well. You're going to go to their website, whether it's a chapter or it's a, you know, a, lo a local chapter or even a state chapter or even the nationwide organization and look under the about us or the leadership tab, not the board. You're looking for people who actually work for the organization and just go through the different titles. When you find something that sounds like this is probably a decision maker, reach out to that person. And one of the things that I like to do is I like to go find them on LinkedIn so that I can, you know, like kind of like check them out, see where else they might have worked, see if there's any mutual connections. But you know how LinkedIn also likes to tell people, here are the people who are looking at your profile, so that when my email shows up in their, in their email inbox, you know, it's like, oh, I've kind of seen this name before, Ann. Okay, let me open this up. If they're not the decision maker, depending on how you pitch yourself to open up the conversation about their conference, and if they really like what you talk about, if they're interested, if it's something that's very relevant for their audience, for their conference, the problems, it's going to solve a problem, you know, they'll, ref they'll forward your email to the right person. Now let's go with a plan B. You can't figure out who to send the email to. Just send it to the president whoever runs the organization, send it to them. And again, the exact same thing is going to happen if they really like the topic and it's really interesting. And also your pitch is, you know, very personal and it's not all about, you know, here's what, you know, hire me, hire me, hire me. It's all about like, hey, I just want to open up the conversation to find out what your process is for booking speakers. The president is definitely going to send it to the right people. Does that make sense? Perfect. And what do you actually put in this outreach, whether it be an email or a LinkedIn message, whatever it is? How do you reach out? What do you say? I really am saying to people like, for example, let's just say I go to, you know, like I'm reaching out to ABC conference um, or an association that, hey, I happen to be on your website. I see that you have an annual fall conference every October. I was just wondering what your process is for hiring and, you know, finding, hiring, booking, whatever wording feels, feels in alignment with you for booking speakers. The topics that I speak on are, or some of my well-received programs are, and I usually list a couple. If any of those sound interesting to you, let's have a conversation. So for me, it's just, I just want to open the door and I want to find out about their hiring process. So I'll, I'll share with you like a, a real lifetime story. My husband's in the waste and recycling business and I went with him to a plastic conference that was being held in Dallas, Texas. And the couple of times, whenever I've gone to um, conferences with him, I'm always looking at the, at the agenda. And I noticed, and this was, um, Christina, this was back when I was speaking on leadership and corporate engagement. There was no programs on leadership. And the people who were attending this were all like CEOs and VP levels. 
so they would be interested in in uh, leadership talk. So my husband introduced me to someone. He said, you know, like he'll know who to introduce you to. Literally brought me to four men who were standing and just chatting. And he said, talk to him. And I said, you know, so I started my verbal pitch about like, hey, this is what I noticed. This is what I do, you know, and he sort of ignored me. But the gentleman that was sitting next to him said, I run a business conference every year. It happens to be in April. I've already got all of my speakers, so I don't need any more speakers. The next question out of my mouth was, when do you start planning for the next year's conference? He said, November. I said, I'll reach out to you in October. He called me two weeks later because one of his speakers had to drop out. And this, that particular speaker was speaking on leadership. And so I ended up going to Vancouver to speak for his conference. And then again, speaking of the gift that keeps on giving, there was a gentleman in the audience who hired me to come into his company and I did a couple of events for him um, and his leadership team. Okay, perfect. Okay, so far, this is this is really good. We know how to find the places to pitch, we know how to find the organizers, and we know how to pitch them. Now, after you have the conversation, when they tell you about their process for booking speakers, mm-hmm. then there's the whole, do I give them a rate? Do I ask them what their rate is? Do I assume they're not paying? If they're not paying, can I give them an opt-in to build my list? Can I make an offer to sell something? How oh my do you God, navigate like that? So many things. So one, you can get paid on the front end and that's getting paid to speak, but you can also get paid on the back end, which I think is a lot more lucrative than just getting paid on the front end, but getting paid on both ends is even more perfect, right? Wouldn't you like to get paid to be to speak, but then also walk away with a few clients or other speaking opportunities? Well, let's let's learn how to do that. <laughs> One is be really good on the platform. Really good on the platform. You know, you don't want to be just the the motivational rah-rah, here's my great story. You want to be somebody who is what I call the marketer speaker. You're speaking, you're giving value, but you are also also converting the audience. Because my goal for all of my clients is that they step off the stage to business cards being handed to them. Either I need to hire you for myself or I need to bring you into my company or I'm on a committee for another conference that's next year. I'd like to have you speak there to have this. I mean, it literally can snowball. So that's one way is like, let's get you paid on the front end. And you have to look like a paid speaker. Bottom line, let's make you look like a paid speaker. So that means also having photographs of you speaking in front of an audience, you know, pictures of you engaging with the audience, not just on stage. But if you're speaking on Zoom, I tell people like, get pictures of you speaking on Zoom as well. Get your, like, get a family member just to like snap a couple of pictures. You know, because speaking's more than just stages and Zoom. But a meeting planner's job is to make sure that you're not going to crack when you're in front of their audience. 
Like they, when you think about it that way, they have a lot on the line. So if I can go to your website and I can see pictures of you speaking, if I can see video of you speaking, then that just makes me as the meeting planner, just say I'm your meeting planner. I'm going to exhale like, okay, she's good. She's not going to crack. She's going to make me look good. And that's, that's what your job as the speaker is to make whoever brought you in look like a rock star. But there's a lot of places that will bring you in and they do it under the guise of, I don't have a budget to pay you. So when it comes to asking to get paid on the front end, do you just say in your conversation, what's your budget and assume they have a budget? Or, I mean, how do you do that? Because I will say, I I speak for both purposes. I get paid on the front end Mm -hmm. and I get paid on the back end. I have been asked before to speak and not make an offer or speak for free and not share an opt-in. And I will not take those because then I'm kind of like, well, what's the point of me spending my time and money to go and speak if Mm -hmm. like, what's in it for me? Um, So with that said, how do you have the conversation of what's your budget versus am I allowed to make an offer type of conversation? So a couple of things. That is the magic question is what's your budget for speakers? Now, speakers, plural, and there's a reason why I word it that way is because let's just say somebody is like, well, our budget is this for speakers. Well, if I can do a breakout session for them later, then that's one less speaker that they have to hire. I'm already going to be there. So now I'm upping my value. So that's one way. But um, every organization, every conference really is their budgets are are different. That's that's very true. One of the things is, is that if you can get the, um, and I just have it right here because I was just showing somebody, the National Trade and Professional Association, that's a book that you, it's not in print anymore, but you might be able to find an old copy at your library. This has the budget of associations, like the yearly budget. If they have a yearly budget of about $2 million, they are used to paying for speakers. Another way to figure out if they're used to paying for speakers is look at who they've brought in previous to you. Who did they have last year on the conference? Who did they have last year um, at for breakout sessions? Um, find out who those people are. That'll give you a sense of whether or not they're paying for speakers. As far as making an offer and a, and being able to pitch people to be, uh, you know, like on your on your email list, I. Yes, there have been a lot of places who just say no pitching. And the reason why they do that is because they got burned before. Somebody who turned their 45-minute keynote into a 45-minute infomercial. And the members are the ones, the, the members or the people that are in the audience who bought a ticket, like they have a right to complain about that. They probably didn't learn anything. So unfortunately, we're paying the price for those people. But the way that I teach my clients to do this is really to be planting little itty bitty seeds throughout your presentation. So that even if I'm not able to make the audience an offer, they know, oh, Lorraine has a podcast. Oh, Lorraine works with clients one-on-one. Lorraine has a group program. So now they're picking up their phone and they're doing research and they wanna know more so that if I'm not able to actually make that offer, they're actually going to be reaching out to me about 
that offer. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. And I have done that before as well, depending on where I Mm -hmm. am speaking. Now, what if you want to take one of those jobs where maybe you can't make an offer, you can drop seeds, but there's travel involved. So then now money is coming out of your pocket or if they want you to pay for a ticket to the event that you speak at. Oh, I just say a hard no. Just like, just, yeah. just like, like we were talking about, you know, unless, you know, there's some sort of incentive, you know, so I'm a not, I'm not a fan of speaking for free. I am a fan of speaking for no fee. There's a difference. Free is no value. No fee, there is still value. So even if you're speaking for no fee, I tell my clients, make sure you still send over the speaker agreement. They have to sign that. Because the reason, even if they're not getting paid on the front end, it lets them know how much of a discount they're getting. That's nice. So then do you pay for, you said it's a hard no if they want you to pay for a ticket to the event and speak, which I think is ridiculous. I was invited to do that this summer. I was like, I'll come. It's a nice hotel. I'll bring the fam. We'll play in the pool. I'll do my speaking. And they were like, oh, but you have to pay for a ticket to the event. And and we're not paying you to speak. I'm like, okay, bye-bye. No, that's not happening. Yeah, if you can't give me something, there's always going to be an exchange of value. I'm like, what does a ticket cost them? Nothing. Nothing. They should be giving that to you, in in my opinion. Um, What's another one? Oh, I, I had to say a hard no to somebody. I actually had to walk away from an event because the woman refused to sign my speaker agreement because in the speaker agreement, they weren't paying me on the front end. I was like, you have to write me a testimonial and you have to refer me to two other organizations that would benefit from my, from my message, from my talk. That's, that's and good. she actually said to me, I don't have time. <gasps> Yeah. So you know what I said to her? Well, I said, I don't have time either, lady. That's exactly what I told her. And she was wow. like, what? I said, I'm sorry, I won't be able to speak. And I immediately sent an email to the president of the organization and, and asked her to please call me as soon as possible. I did not expect the conversation to go that way, but it did go that way. And I just, and I just wanted the president to know, like, just in case there was a change in the story. And, and what did you, what was, tell me that conversation. She, she was shocked. She was like, I am so embarrassed. I am so sorry that this is the impression that you have of, I was speaking for an HR organization that this, and it was like their yearly, like full day conference. And I was speaking, I was doing like an hour and a half. I had already put in so much work with the other team of people. Like we were taking both of our talks making sure that there was synergy and they worked together so that they could make call-outs about my presentation and I could make call-outs about their presentation. I mean, it was like the lemon on the water glass in the fine restaurant. We were, and it didn't happen. And the president was like, I was so looking forward to your presentation. Did she try to like wheel you back in and make it right? No, she didn't. Wow. And the guys that I was uh, kind of like co-doing this with, I just called and I, I told them, I said, I had to step down. Too many hoops to jump through. And she doesn't, I mean, what's a testimonial? I'm taking, even you know, like, you, you know, like we were just talking about like hopping on an airplane to fly somewhere. 
this was me driving across the state here of New Hampshire, speaking somewhere, but it doesn't matter. The fact that like I had reserved an entire day Mm-hmm. to speak at somebody else's conference. So if I if I reserve an entire day where I'm not getting paid to speak, I'm losing money. That's all there is to it. You know, I was going to sell books in the back of the room. We don't know what, what would have happened there. But, like, my time is valuable. That's yeah. amazing. Okay, well, what a good story. Thank you for sharing, Lorianne. That's a so, good story. Well, and I share that because I want people to understand it's okay to turn, like, if it's not working out, just to say, this this isn't good. Let me refer you to somebody else. That would have been another solution, too. I mean, in this particular case, I wouldn't have referred anybody because she didn't have time to write a testimonial. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Okay, we, we went through there just 12 steps of how to find speaking gigs, get booked for them and make money for them. That's amazing. Is there anything else you want to add that I should have asked before you tell us where people can find you and any of your resources? Cause you have loads of help you could offer listeners. There is, there are so many opportunities to get out there in front of your ideal clients in front of your target market. And it's just like, just raise your hand to this. It really will snowball. You know, once you're really good on the platform, people will rebook you. So think about things like wherever you have spoken, anybody who's listening to this right now, if you've done any sort of speaking, if it's been two years, and chances are it might have been two years since you've spoken for a particular organization since they booked you last, reach out to them. Every couple of years, reach out to those people. I guarantee you, if you if you reach out to the places that you've already been booked at in the past, if you reach out to them, they will probably take you up and rebook you. And you could have a few bookings on your calendar this afternoon or whenever you're listening to this. I have one final question that just popped in mind. What do you think of speaking agents? When it's the right time. A lot of people try to hire an agent right out of right out of the gate, and they need to see you know like these these are people that are representing you. And if you haven't done that much speaking, then they don't have much to go on. Does that you know what I mean? It's very similar to TV, like hiring an agent as a TV personality. Very mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. So I tell people like get out there. You have to learn how to pitch and sell yourself. If a meeting planner is going to spend $10,000 to hire you, they're going to want to talk to you. If they've never spent more than $5,000, and this is the first time that they ever pay for a speaker, they're going to want to talk to you, not your agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. When I when I asked for a raise at my last TV job, my news director was like, yeah, I talked to your agent. Your agent had no clue what you did here. Like my agent, like I've, I've had three different TV agents and they were all terrible. And oh. like, I was a weekend anchor and he was like, oh, well, said something like totally oblivious to the facts. And she was like, you could have negotiated your raise a lot better than he could. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because, yeah. yeah. So that makes yeah. sense. That makes perfect sense. Okay. You- Lorianne, yes. I will link to your LinkedIn in the show notes for this episode so people can find you there. Where else should people go to find you and your resources? Thank you. So I have a podcast called Be In Demand with Laurie Ann. So that is one place that you can hear lots of gems each week. 
my website is speakandstandout.com. And also I, I have, I'm, I hang out on Instagram a lot. And so my handle over there is laurieann.mirabito. And if you're wondering about where to get started on some of these places to speak and you just want to want a, a directory, I have a directory of places to speak and you can grab that at speakandstandout.com forward slash gift. Perfect. I will link to that in the show notes. Thank you, Laurieann. This has been Thank you. amazing. This was. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Check out the show notes. If you haven't yet already, make sure you head to earnmedianow.com. That is where you can access my media masterclass, Five Simple Steps to Getting Featured in the Media. It is the newest, latest, and greatest one. I've made some changes to it every time I've done it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. It's absolutely free. It's about an hour long, and I share a lot of stuff in there that people in the media and public publicity industry don't share. So check it out. I pull the curtain back and I give you a behind the scenes look at everything I do for me and my clients. Anything else? Hit me up on Instagram. I am at Christina all day and I will see you again soon.